The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Hello and welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and I'm so excited about my couple of guests today. One of them is Tom Willits, who is the co-founder and executive director of MAPS. What is MAPS, you ask? Well, MAPS is music and poetry synchronized. Also in the studio with me today is Chris Fournier, who is the engagement and development director of MAPS. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, thank you so much. Glad Great to be, to be here. here. <laughs> Just don't call them ladies or you're going to be in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would Trust us. Because that would we be, that would be misgendering them. Yes, that's true. That's true. Mispronouning them. I appreciate that. Yeah. Which I don't think they'd appreciate or anyone would appreciate really. Yeah. No. Um, I'm good. Whatever you want to call me is fine. I'll be... You can call me Al. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no one can, no one can see your outfits, but they will. Once we take, once we yes, take our iconic um, yeah, our episode photos. picture, yeah. oh, okay. we're going to have to get well, me oh. in your sandwich of khaki blazer tan blazer and um maps I white t-shirt my my leather with my orange suede. printing i know suede too yeah it's pretty suave <laughs> <laughs> you can tell she really does know what to say yeah <laughs> awesome um full disclosure i was out at martin sexton last night so i'm trying to like get some pep in my step for this show so you guys have to keep me on the straight and narrow all right we'll do which makes sense because mu- music and poetry synchronized. Um, I just jammed out with you guys earlier this week in one of your amazing high school mashups. So before we get to that, tell me what, what is MAPS for yeah. the folks at home? So uh, music and poetry synchronized, which actually for all intents and purposes could be music art poetry synchronized because during COVID we greatly expanded the art, the visual art component that also makes up MAPS. Uh, The program started in 2005. I created it with another teacher down in Harlem who was teaching in the worst performing school, the worst performing actually elementary school in Manhattan at the time. And we partnered with PVPA where I was part-time teaching songwriting and vocal technique. So we created that program. It ran for a number of years, and then we moved it into a high school, uh, urban assembly, one of the urban assembly schools. Uh, and that started in 2012. And ever since, we've uh, had PVPA partnering with that New York City school, and they create poetry. PVPA gets that poetry in January. In January, they start working on music. At the same time, art, visual art is being created, the companions with the poetry. And then uh, the PVPA students turn the, the poetry into lyrics, into songs. And then we have a big concert, which you had the uh, benefit of being at on this week. Which we thank you for coming. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, it was incredible. That uh, That's the culmination of the year. And at the end of the year, we have these glorious books that we do for the students that include... All, all of their work, music transcription, there's the visual art and the poems, and the students are captured within the books, and we have t-shirts, that one of which I'm wearing, which you can't see, <laughs> as is Chris. And uh, <laughs> why aren't you wearing mine. one? Which I know, is, you total have fail. One. You, yeah, total yeah, fail, you guys. Gotta wear the shirts. So that's, that's sort of the hist. that's where MAPS came <laughs> from. We're now in multiple cities and Towns. Places yeah. were actually two programs down in Puerto Rico as well. So you want to talk? Yeah, I would just well, I would just add, I would just add one part here that it's you know we're in our 18th year, and I think for people that don't know about maps, one of the things first thing to know is that 
MAPS, this program, is in public schools, right, grades 6 through 12. And the one of the themes here is to bring together young people uh, in artistic collaboration across commonality and difference. And that, I think, is what makes MAPS unique or music and poetry synchronized unique. I think that's a, just the one part that I, I wanted to add there. And so in, in our area here, we have programs that are East Hampton High School, North Hampton High School, and PVPA, as Tom mentioned, Pioneer Valley Performing Arts Charter Public School, right? And that was where the original school where uh, Tom and the teacher in Harlem kind of, uh, you know, that idea, hatched that idea, which has been, it's really, it's, it's a special, it's a special point, and, and students speak to that, uh, how, how moving it is for them. And so when you're doing these um, sort of seminar things or these semester-based programs, is it only for a specific number of kids? Like, what is your capacity? Obviously, you can't be seeing a whole school um, or a whole grade at the, at the same time. Right. So we identify a teacher. In the case of um, when you were there on Tuesday, the poetry teacher, Felix, he's been with uh, in, the, in that particular high school in Manhattan. for te- He's been running MAPS for 10 years. He was leaving, so we had a cake for him, which you yeah. missed. You could have had some cake. I, I had to go. I understand. <laughs> it, was, it was great you stayed you as know, long as you like did. between the booming speaker I in my ear <laughs> and the tears that I no, shed, no, I had to go. No. I, was, I was out. So we, the school bell was about to ring, exactly. too. I had to like beat no, the no, parents. No, I understand. You know? yeah. um, so we, we, take, we identify a music class, a poetry class, an art class, um, because you're right. And so we end up with roughly 45 total kids in a school partnership so if you're running you know it so that's it brings us sort of overall to, with all our schools to over 300 kids a year we're impacting with the maps program but you're right even though another way to look at the impact of the program is then families so they come in contact with it, it in the case of pvpa normally we would have had what you saw in the big theater, but mm-hmm. they had it staged out for their play that they're doing right now. So that's why we did it where we did. That was very rare <laughs> yeah, yeah. that it was, was in a like, classroom uh, yeah. like jammed in. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wow. No, no, Everyone's no, that was like, very really, intense. I'm the old person yeah. here because I'm like plugging yeah. my ears like, oh my God, this yeah. is so loud. Well, some of that, it, it truly rocked. Some of it was yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was like, yeah, it was, it was like, totally like, rocking. I mean, all of it, the keyboards and the drums and... Um, yeah, that, yeah, that the was. Percussion. You, you know, one thing I would say, it, it's unique because each MAPS program reflects the school communities that are coming together, yeah. right? Yeah. East, East Hampton High School has its own unique identity. Northampton High School, PBPA, and that, that's what makes it special for those that of us who can go around and see and witness this, right? Because you're bringing together two groups of students from two different schools. Like next week will be Rhode Island, Smithfield, Rhode Island will be coming to Hartford. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a cool thing to witness. Uh, just to observe, as you know, when you saw the poets get up and share what they, you know, what is coming from them, mm-hmm. kind of sharing their true selves as they're seeing mm-hmm. the world, maybe hopes and dreams, all of that. So, uh, but and PBPA, you know, being the longest it's sort of running, the home it's got of, its, it's yeah. got its, it, an absolute. Uh, it's really there's a way the that it's done. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's long standing. And I and I think that to Chris's point, the challenge for us who run maps is that it's so customized. So when you think of scale, so people ask me, so what, what you, what's been, for years, they've said, so what do you want to do? I think it should be in thousands of schools. I think it should be all over the country. I think that yep. the program's magic, and it is magic. You've now witnessed it, but it, it's, it's, there isn't anything else that really happens where you bring across race, gender, 
socioeconomic differences, which is the way the program was created. Yep. It is all about social justice, just as the mission statement, you know, it's inspiring social justice through artistic collaboration is what we do. That work is not easy and is customizable for every school situation. So it's a load on the on a limited staff and that's really as much as anything when we think about the future how 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 do we manage to take this magic and really bring it out to lots and lots of schools and it's been more ch challenging even now post covid there's no question that covid we ran the program all the way through we ran it online that's what we did and and i think did a masterful job of that but the kids, this year's the first year, really, that we were back in person. That's the first time New York City kids have been up here for three years. And it's that's, a, that's the way the program's supposed to work, but that hasn't been happening. So you're also dealing with sort of just re-igniting you know, all of the way some things worked with MAPS that we haven't been able to do. In terms of the conversation that the kids are having with themselves and with you, you know, through word, through music, through art, like, are you seeing any changes, you know, in the intensity of what's being said um, pre-pandemic, pandemic or post? Yeah. Um, you know, because for me, what I was hearing was a lot of like really deep feelings yep. that yep. were very yep. public. You know, you're either sharing with your peers from your school community or from a you know total strangers from a different community and obviously audience and whoever's there and these books go out to uh, you know a, a larger swath of of people so mm -hmm. you know is the sentiment still the same from the kids or has it changed it's a great during covid yeah kids wrote about law it was bizarre for us because Really, the poetry generated in urban settings tends to be pretty edgy, and it always had been edgy, and then all of a sudden we got into COVID, and the kids weren't together, and it was all virtual, and we saw a lot of the content go to togetherness, to seeking relationships, to love. Mm -hmm. to, it was fascinating to see that difference. What we saw this year, what you just saw, was was much more an example of the way it has been before covid so uh, so we'll see where we continue to move yeah i mean i i'm curious um when we come back from the break to see about the leveling up and and all that but we do have to take our first break this is tara brewster you've been listening to the western mass business show i'm here today with chris fournier and tom willits from maps we'll be right back the western mass business show with tara brewster WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today are Tom Willits, who is the co-founder and executive director of MAPS, and Chris Fournier, who is the engagement and development director of music and poetry synchronized MAPS, which you could also drop in art for the and. Um, so be like right. AAPS. Right. <laughs> we actually have a we actually have a T-shirt that exists. <laughs> yeah, that has, that has music, art, music, poetry, art, poetry that we were doing yeah. up, and then we decided, nah, it looks no. better like this. Yeah. 
So before we took our break, we were talking about just the overall themes of the kids and how it shifts in pandemic. And I also was hearing you say a little bit about like the peer setting too. You know, I don't know if because everyone was separated, they weren't as like aggressive together and feeling like they had to like level up um, in their terms. You know, I was thinking about that a little bit. And then while we were on break, Joan was just asking about how the kids get chosen. Um, Because if there are only 45 total kids... You know, are you getting more clamoring to get in? And, and how are you basing your choices of what kiddos get to participate? So to, to answer the first half of your question, um, and I think, Chris, you can certainly jump on the second half. I, I, it's, it's a never-ending, always-changing uh, environment, which we learned, quite frankly, much more during COVID than we knew before, because I think we took a lot of things for granted. So to to see the kids write what they did write about was very profound to all of us who were teaching, administratively running the organization. It was sort of like, wow, oh. And then it was a bit of a duh moment where, well, they're completely disconnected. These kids aren't together. They're, they don't have that social fabric that they did. So it kind of makes sense that they would write about the longing for that. Mm -hmm. So now that they're back to more of their normal crazy life. They're all set with each other. Well, not necessarily. (laughs) But now that I maybe, and I'm stretching because I haven't actually had a conversation. All I can do is see what we've gotten this year for poetry. And I would say where it was weighted more towards that sort of um, emotional, um, relational. It was very relational, the poems. I'd say over 50% now are more about the discord that's in society, the discord that's in their lives, the trauma that, as you you saw, Tara, the other day, Mm -hmm. listening to those poems. I mean, this is... People have heavy-duty experiences that makes maps what it is. That and and I actually was sitting there that day thinking, oh yeah, right. We're back together and people are reading these poems, and there's some heavy content. And maps has always been a been that's been one of our sweet spots. But admittedly, I was thinking, hmm. So as society continues to change. We, you know, we fortunately live in in a more progressive part of the United States, but but it, it, things have changed a lot. Where can you say? How can you say it? How does it work? And these are all challenges that maps will continue to have because the system is changing. Yeah, I, I would just add this that around the content that it really is a goal of maps is for students to be able to share kind of of them true selves, right? Kind of their identity, yeah. what they're thinking about, how they're seeing the world. And that's unique. It's going to be unique and individual for each person, kind of whatever the struggles that are going on in their life or their hopes or, you know, their, the, you know, hope to fall in love with somebody. Those, these universal themes that all of us as, you know, as we transit from young people to adult, it's, it's all, it's all in there. It's all in there. And so it's really a snapshot in time from that individual, right? That individual, Great. what they're thinking about. Um, so I just wanted to I just wanted to add that add that too, and that's going to change uh, setting and, and and all of that. But and and just and for as far people. as this, oh go yeah ahead. go ahead no I was just going to say as far as how the students are selected, 
it's a non-audition class in in all cases. So the the poetry takes place within the English department at a school. They're, these are the maps is in the curriculum. So that's one of the big hurdles is to make sure that a particular school, East Hampton, let's just say here, East Hampton, right over nearby. So for them, it's in the poetry segment is in the English department. We have an English teacher who teaches th- this section. So in his him, Mike, this guy Mike, who's great, who who uh, had tenth graders. That's who he, was the class this year. And they identified that MAPS poetry was going to be a six-week component of the fall semester uh, curriculum. English curriculum. Yeah. That's what happened. So then those poems came out to us, to the music partner, which is down in Manchester, Connecticut, in December. And so then, then in the second semester, um, the the school down in Connecticut, Great Path Academy, was was able to work on them. But in neither case was there an audition um, piece because the Great Path, the music department, it's a music class. It's run by um, fantastic teacher. We have Laura Gray, who's mm-hmm. also our Connecticut Maps coordinator, and she is really good and she's very popular. So a lot of this comes down to us hopefully identifying really good teachers who then, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the gurus of, of their class and kids want to be in their class. And so I would say that that, but, but it's not like we identify great musicians or great poets. Th- these are kids. These are yeah. kids who get to take the class and then try to excel in doing the class. And that's part of, to Chris's point about public school, this is really about trying to support actually more kids who don't get opportunities that's than right. it even is those that do. And that's where we bring these two different components together in terms of those kids of color with kids who tend to be more white in more rural parts of, of this country. And that that intersection vibrates. And, and it may be different. It may be that the kids who wrote their poems go, what? You wrote what? Like, that's the way you treated, not, not treated in a bad way, but the way you did a treatment of my poem. And then they, and in, invariably, the kids whose poetry gets, even if it's totally different than what they may have been thinking, they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, how yeah, you came up with that? I, I loved how it was sort of a dissection, right? You could kind of see that that process happening, you know, and I didn't yep. know that really that's how, like, it went down the line, um, beginning with the words and then making the music and then eventually the art gets made, right? That's the process. Yep. But, um, yeah, to have someone come up and, and speak their words, speak their truth, you know, read their poem... And then to have it be followed up by the other school that created this piece of music to go along with the poetry, you know, was that the first time that the authors, the poets were hearing? Online, they did a little bit, but not the whole, they didn't hear the whole songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's the first time in person. So you're sharing your poem, your words, heartfelt words. And then after that, for the first time, you're really experiencing what these musicians did with your poem. And that's a pretty that's a pretty cool experience. Pretty it was transformative. pretty cool. 
um, especially the last one, the the King one, yep. Yep. Um, that yep. was like a really intense. It was a rocket, I understand too. why it was like the last because like <laughs> yep. not only was the poem super strong, but the the musical component was like yeah. I think you guys were like okay, so you, so for this one for real, you're gonna want to move away from the <laughs> yeah. speaker or put earplugs in. You're not yeah. gonna be able yeah. to hear anything yep. for the rest of the day, yeah. but. Yep. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. You know, and how many kids generally like what was performed of their words and how many are like, oh my God, that was just awful. You know, that's a really interesting it, question. It is interesting because we notice, and you noticed the other day, when the poets sit down right after, they want to record and capture what that music is so they can also get it for the first time, but then listen to it again. Right. You know what I mean? To, to understand, yeah. because it's a lot. You've actually you've shared you've, emotionally. You've shared. Yeah. You've got up and presented. And now you're sitting down and like and you're, you're freaked. Hear, you're hearing your words come back at you with this this musical uh, concept that is just brand new information. And so um, I think people enjoy the I, I think overall people enjoy uh, seeing what others have done. And we know from being on kind of inside all those musicians that are taking the the poems poet like the the poems they're really thoughtful about what they're doing because they flip it and say well what if these were my words right and i'm saying and i'm handing them off to somebody people they're they're it's you need to take great care and that's that's why there's conversations about that that people go say i want to make sure i do this do this well mm-hmm. and we do check in so in other words we'll check in and just ask the teachers, so what was the vibe? Because they took the bus back. So you you can get a, a handle. Plus, we create a video out of it that goes up on the site. So the kids who who are participating, to Chris's point, it's challenging because you're getting a lot of information. And then you then afterwards, you get to go, you get to look at it again and again. So, um, but it's a great question. Yeah, and right. so tell uh, tell us your website so we have it. It's maps, M-A-P-S, music, dot org. And you, you can see the videos up there. Oh, there's, there's a whole, past. for years, years and years yeah. of, of different. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, we're t- it's time for another break. Um, I'm here today with Chris Fournier, who's the Engagement and Development Director of Music and Poetry Synchronized Maps, and Tom Willits, who's the co-founder and executive director. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with a couple of my friends, Chris and Tom from MAPS. If you've been listening to us, we've been having a really great conversation about inspiring social justice through artistic collaboration in high schools all around the area, not just in the state of beautiful Massachusetts, but in Connecticut and also in New York. Um, maybe to be rolling out in other places in the near future. Rhode Island, Puerto Rico. You never know. Oh, Rhode Island, Puerto Rico. Rico. Rolling, rolling, rolling. (laughs) Um, Keep everybody rolling. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I just think for me, one of the things that I was kind of shocked about in the last segment that you were talking about was getting into the curriculum of schools. That sounds like a really big feat. (laughs) boy oh boy did you get that right it is and i guess i I would say this one of the and and now i'm I'm gonna get going i know it because as an advocate for arts education for young people this has been one of the challenges for many years and in fact maps has from the beginning and from its origins the idea was to get 
uh, these art opportunities into uh, spaces and schools and opportunities for students that just did not have them or it's under resourced. It's and so um, and it's under resourced everywhere, exa- not just in exactly. urban, you know, exactly. lower income population exactly. areas. That's right. That's right. And so the that has been the challenge universally. And here you have maps, a program that students really love. The teachers love it. Right. And. Um, how do you ensure that that continues on in these spaces and additional spaces with all of these cuts that are being made, right? So I have an idea that I, you know, that about where this needs to go and in the national conversation about um, the transformative nature of arts and the health benefits. There's just a, a research that's just coming from John Hopkins now around 30 minutes of art every day. Right. And the benefits it has for people's overall health. That's the yeah. that we, we know that from and tapping into your emotions on the other side of your brain and really like brain thinking about that, it like exactly. therapeutic and modalities. I'll, I'll drop the name of the book because it's yeah, uh, your, your brain on art. And actually, as an organization, we are reading that book. But because uh, that it's fascinating. It, it is fascinating. It's uh, neuroesthetics. And the idea is that it um, it benefits all of us. Right. All ages, all, you know, and and, and wherever you live. So well, uh, because your wellness is tied to my wellness, exactly. you know, thank you. Like we community, don't think about community, that. community. Thank community. you. And, and and more now than more now than ever, really. Right. So uh, so uh, folks should continue to create these spaces. Right. And MAPS is one program and there are other programs out there. Uh, but uh, so we it is a, it's a challenge just to, to kind of wrap that up on it it's it is a challenge to ensure that maps continues on or other programs arts programs for our young people in grades six so and 12. how does it work how do you get into schools like what does that look like is it just relationship building is it grant pretty, writing you know, is it, it folks that were doing, yeah we're shaking our head yes yeah. nodding our head yes yeah it's re- relationship building I, I would say in connecticut because we decide we made it did a strategic plan five years ago and and identified that hartford was sort of the perfect place for us because for one thing i had a, a lot of contacts there on the funding side also just on the business side and that uh, we felt that the size of the city and the kinds of schools and where we would be able to have an impact was perfect. It, it wasn't, New York's tough. There's so much in New York. We have one program that we're running in New York. Yeah. It, you know, we're, we're, I mean, it's great and it's an awesome program, but really, we'd have to have so much of a bigger footprint to really impact New York City. In Hartford, we really impact Hartford. And so I think that that it, it, we so even at that time we in, expected that the superintendent we'd be able to to jump in and and sort of from the top down there would be this excitement and what's happened is the city and and sort of the district has not moved forward with more funding for the arts they've actually pulled back mm-hmm. so you would think a program like maps would be perfect because we pay for the programming we're not yep. in other words we're not demanding the school pay for whatever this is. We go in and we raise the money and, and we're, like the we're benefiting that school community. And even then, it's just resource capacity. They don't have enough teachers, especially on the music side. We This year, we had to drop a program because they never hired a music teacher. And so it is challenging. And so I would say where I would think everybody would be clamoring to have maps in their schools, I don't think it's that they wouldn't. 
I think they're so over their heads in a in the collective sense in public education mm-hmm. right now and under-resourced in yeah. terms of, of teaching capacity post-COVID, mm-hmm. that, which I totally understand because we de- we've demanded way too much. We have teachers. We see what they what they have to do, how they have to jump from class to class. A lot of times they can't even teach their primary class because they're trying to fill in yeah. for somebody who's not there, who's on medical leave, or they just leave. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I would have to say for MAPS, that's another part of the challenge is is continuing to exist in this framework where we are not really supporting the arts in our public school systems, yeah. and yet we're doing it, and yet we're really making it happen. So it gets frustrating sometimes because I think that the need is extreme. And, and even from a mental health standpoint, to yeah, Chris's, yep. we've already been on the social justice racial equity piece for the whole the entire time we've run this program for eighteen years. This what's happening the health crisis in the literally in the age group we are right in the the sweet spot, not so sweet, but the 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 challenging spot of these kids who are lonely, who are depressed, who are anxious. And we're making a big difference in their lives. And for me, you know, I'm not around a lot of high school kids and the grades that you serve is six to 12. And so I know that there were a lot of high school older kids in the group that I got to participate in with the kids from New York City and at PVPA in South Hadley. Um, And, you know, I was kind of watching them with like staring without staring. And I was like, oh, my God, like these kids like and I was trying to like look and not judge and think (laughs) about is that kid okay? Is that how they all normally look like? Is that like hair in the face, like a sign of depression? You know, so for me, it was like really interesting to be an observer in that room to kind of be just like watching um from a very like disconnected disjointed but really holding space for them in a community way to know like how are you all doing you know and and to have them get up and say like you know i've been discriminated against and you know i can't walk down the street without like holding my hand in a fist Mm -hmm. you know that that one um female who spoke about like really like having fear as a woman and i'm thinking Oh my God, how old are you? You're like 13, you know, wow. Like that's a lot to hold at such a young age. Um, And I guess, how are you, how are you like, you know, going forward from this place? You know, like, well, like what, you know, what you do is so amazing and fantastic. And, and how, how do you continue that with these kiddos or, you know, are the schools doing that? Is that not your responsibility? Does that go beyond what math? I mean, how to support, how to support the individual students. Yes. I think, I think. Yeah, we, we talk about this a lot because there are topics that come up within thematically within the poetry, right? And, but remember, the teachers that are, that are closest to the students, working with the students, they follow through in the ways that they would at their school, right? Each school defines how they operate in the culture and support for students, right? And so that means if a student has written a poem and, and you know, and that's, they're, they're concerned about kind of a, they're going to be talking to the counseling team and, and, and connecting that student with someone, right? You know, it's, that's, that's that's what I was worried about. Yeah, I was no, like, yeah, no, oh, that, I wanted that, to go and give hugs. Yeah, right, <laughs> be like, right, are you okay? Right, so, right. We need to talk. Right. So, so what's going on what, at home? Things, th- yeah. Think about how uh, for folks that are that are high school age, right, or even middle school, how you feel about things is just underneath the surface all the time, right? And so you're being asked to, you're given agency to share 
what you're thinking about, what your worries are, what your hopes are. And we oftentimes aren't asking our, our young people that enough. And this is a space that uh, creates that opportunity. And think about if you just follow the news, all of these intense conversations that are going on about how you're to live your life, how someone and telling others to how to, to how they should live theirs, right? The young people are picking up on this all the time. They know what they're thinking about these things, and they need to be, have the opportunity to share that, right? And we as the grown folks need to listen because it's oftentimes that younger generation that has the answers and can get us on track to where we need to go. And you can't be afraid to hear it. So that's, I think, what happens so often is is just listening is so valuable. If we're just in a situation, all of us, all of us are adults sitting around um, here right now. If if we're we're evaluating every word they say and everything for them, it's just a vehicle to be able to get stuff out and just listen to me, just hear me. Not you don't have to fix it. I remember my kids always said. Dad, you don't have to fix it. I just <laughs> want to tell you what's bugging me. And that's the Some same, it's about providing a safe space. That's what we yeah. talk a lot about. Yep. Safe, respectful, trustworthy space that these students can say what they have to say and not be judged yep. negatively or be in a, in a hot spot for doing it. Like Bob Marley says, judge not before you judge yourself, right? Nice. Very yeah. nice. Um, and you are a 501c3, yes, so you can right. take donations as well. Yes, That's correct. At that same website. Great. Um, we have to take another break. Tom, Chris from MAPS, this is Tara Brewster. You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today have been Chris Fournier and Tom Willits, who are both with MAPS, which is Music and Poetry Synchronized, talking about inspiring social justice through artistic collaboration. They are a 501c3. They are in our area, and they are doing great work for the kids, um, both here, Connecticut, New York, Puerto Rico, Rhode Island. You got him. Yeah. Um, And so before our last break, Chris, I'm going to tee this one up to you. We were talking a little bit about donations on the website and how you get funding. So can you talk a little bit more about that piece of the organization? Sure. Uh, Thanks for that question. So uh, what I would say is that we receive funding in different ways, Uh, grants, uh, foundations. uh, We have individual donors as well. Uh, and so uh, probably I want to take this moment actually for a lot of our program that goes, comes out of this area, Northampton High School, East Hampton High School, uh, Pioneer Valley Performing Arts School. We want to acknowledge some folks that are, that are there for us, and we thank them. Uh, Kiter Builders, Downtown Sounds, Daily Operation, uh, Community Foundation of Western Massachusetts, the Northampton Education Foundation, and the East Hampton Learning Foundation. All of them have uh, shown uh, support and love for what uh, supporting the program that, that uh, supports young people in our area at MAPS. So we're, we're grateful for that. Um, so and if people uh, would like to donate, right, that uh, the way to do that is go to maps.org. And uh, we appreciate everything. Helps our programs run and supports young people to be seen, heard, and affirmed. Yeah, and I, I, I would just say back to sort of what we do. So what that funding 
accomplishes or allows us to accomplish because um, we were just sitting here today talking about so what's in the future what can we do how much can we continue to expand the great programming that we're already accomplishing and the the beauty of the program is there for instance let's do, we'll take pvpa and now in fact it's been sort of our home but there are kids who have taken uh, maps five, four, five, six years. They, Which is they such a take testament. them in a row. Yeah, and it, and they do it because they love it. But they get better and better at it. And the idea is to have our partner schools work together. From it isn't a one-off program because if you're really going to accomplish what it can it can accomplish, you want to be in in working together for years because. It does, like anything, get better and better. It's like and the, serving on a board. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what's going on? First yeah. year, yeah. Second year, exactly. all right. I think I'm no, getting exactly. it. No, exactly. Third year, I'll oh, raise my hand. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that with the kids, for instance, if, in East Hampton now, we're in our second year, and it starts to to the the word about the program. You're, yeah, it's just it's like anything when yep. you start something, nobody knows what it is, and then they go to a concert, and then they hear their friends talking about it, and and then they we to your back to your question of how do kids even get into the class? How do they? Well, a lot of it is I want to take that class. Right. So so we're constantly building that. And as a matter of fact, our program director, Ilana Morris, I'm I glad, taught glad in eighth grade. Her first music class was MAPS. She's program director, graduated UMass, social justice and music degree. She's an incredible singer. She's 26 now. She's run all the programming for MAPS for four years. I we have that. interns that now that are paid that came out of our MAPS programming. So, you know, we're, we're trying to pay it forward, too. That, and that's the other part of sort of that workforce yep. piece that um, who's better to talk about maps? Who's better to do social media? Who's better to do, um, you know, these books? We have design team that does kids who took the program. I mean, and they go on to college and then even afterwards have jobs. So. Yep. I'm so glad, Tom, that you mentioned Ilana Morris, our program director, MAPS program director, because she's, she's an amazing person. And we need to bring yeah. the other people into the room that make MAPS happen. We're going to call them out by name here. So we have in Northampton High School, Susan Dillard and Paul Kinsman yeah. teaching music there, MAPS music, PVPA, which you mentioned, uh, Tom Rahul Roy, uh, Garrett Sawyer. Uh, and also Petula Bloomfield on the visual arts the side of yeah. And East Hampton High School, we've got Mike Demento, Sean uh, doing poetry, language arts, uh, Sean Ulias doing music and tech, uh, and Amy Paulus uh, doing the visual arts. And, and MAPS does not run without teachers that are, are uh, committed, bringing that passion for the arts and sharing it with their students. So we're grateful for, for each of them and what they bring to make MAPS uh, run. Yeah, and so I think it, back to how do we do it when when we have a partnership. One year, the one school partner is the host, in a sense, and then the next year, it's the other. And so they the kids get to go to both schools. Now, if you only take it one year, you may not go to that other school. So there's even more of a benefit <laughs> for taking it more Hang than on. one year. Yeah. It's, oh, I want to go to New York City, so... Yeah, and. That's fine because that works great. So we have buses take kids from here to there, back and forth. We have another it's, one coming up it, next week. It's, it's great to see the students uh, that have met each other previous year and then to, to see, see each other see again. again. And they're like, yeah. hey, how are you? And yeah, so, and that happened the other day. Yeah, so there yeah, were kids that you arrived, were yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, all in all, I think that how do we go, how do we continue to 
be successful, um, impact our students in a positive, constructive, safe, uh, creative, collaborative way. It comes down to sort of that back and forth of three elements. One is the students, number one. Number two are the teachers. And then number three, we just have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that that's because we're, 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 as I said, we provide this to the schools. We're not getting no paid expense. by the schools to do it. I go into the school and I say, wouldn't you love this great program? How much does it cost? Nothing. Good. And, the, and it does make a big difference. Yep. <laughs> and I yep. think, I, I don't think that's clear. I mean, up until you just said that, I would have assumed that maybe there was some right. school funding so or that's school good partnership. To know. No, that's that, that is good to know. And the other, the other thing we need to share, I'm sorry. No, Pedro, good. Go you're good. Please. Well, well, I was going to say this. We are proud to be based out of Northampton, Mass. That's what we have. To, we have to say. Maps is out of Northampton, Mass. And we love that we got the programs that are running across this. Area. And one thing we didn't say in that funding conversation is ARPA. We are one of the beneficiaries of the ARPA fund. Yep. So we so that the has been really great. Um, that That's that happened. big. Yeah, because there were yeah, there only were so many select, and there were a lot of people, people that applied. Yep. And we for were that. one of the uh, winners. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, that really so that's so a thank testament you to, to your program yep. for sure. Yep. Um, so, so what are your goals? In the near future, you know, where are you looking to to take this? What are you going to be working on in the summer, and what can we expect in the fall to see from maps? Few things. One, I'll speak. About, I know we are continuing to refine our curriculum as always, right? Because because uh, things change, right? And so we're, we're doing that. Um, and I guess well, I'll start with that. I'll, you, I'll hand it off to you because I got another thing I'll share in a minute. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, we're we're actually. We do workshops for our teachers this year. We're going to do sort of a, a more comprehensive orientation um, for all of our teachers. So we're working on that now. And we're just looking at expansion. And actually, we're in, there's a national program that we are called Voice Your Dreams, uh, which I'll only say that because it's still not public quite yet, but it's a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club and MAPS, very likely next in January 2024 will go national. So it'd be an so educational it's a partner. very exciting program wow. for us that is right on the edge. Yeah. I just talked to them this morning actually. So that that's a big that's a big moment sort of coming for the organization. Yeah. And and we talk about this a lot too that uh, wherever we are that we do maps with fidelity. It is done the way that that it should be done and honoring the students and the creativity that they bring. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, critically important. It's it's been so great to talk to you both today um, and Thank learn you. more about maps. Um, Chris and Tom from Music and Poetry Synchronized. Thank you so much for coming on. And I also want to say thank you to our sponsors, Greenfield Savings Bank, my employer, who has 10 branches throughout Franklin and Hampshire County. Thank you so much for being in the community for 154 years. Wow. And also to George O'Brien and his team at Business West, um, providing a lot of really critical information for all of the counties of Western Massachusetts. They have their 40 Under 40 event coming up in June, so be sure to check that out if you don't already have your ticket. I think there's a wait list. And then finally, Craig De La Pena, who is from Florence, who is one of the top green real in our area, also working to connect rail to trail um, across the whole state of Massachusetts and doing a really good job of it. Um, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you very much. And Tom and Chris, this has been so informational. And can you tell us one more time what your website is? Maps.org and nope. mapsmusic.org. Maps <laughs> that was close. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is Tara Brewster. You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. Thank you so much. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.